Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There at the Family Podcast for Adults and Sad People. Put on your sad clown faces. Ready to cry. Horrible loss. Horrible. This is episode number 630, Death Watch. Lana calls. Where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. RWTYshow at gmail.com. Thank you, Amazon, for being my sponsor. You're awesome. Now, before we start the show, Kim, have you been shot? I have not. Were you hit by a crab pot? No. Did you lose an appendage? No. Do you have an aneurysm or a blood clot moving through your, your system right now? No. Okay. If you cry, then we get to call you a pussy. Cut it out. So... I'm like, before we start the story, let me say, everybody in this house thinks I'm a giant asshole because of the way I handled this. And I, I feel bad about it, but I, 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 I couldn't do what you guys did because I, I've dealt with this far more often apparently than the rest of you. And it, to me, it was just one of those things where I was sad, but it was kind of an inevitable event. You know what I'm saying? Sort of. It, it was pretty inevitable. Well, okay. So here's here's what happened. Uh, a few days ago, our outside cat, who's not really ours, but he lives here. The neighbor cat. He, he lives in the he lives in our doorway most of the time. Trailer trash, otherwise known right. as Salem. <laughs> oh no, that the trailer trash was the other black kid yeah. that looked like Salem. Right. He was not feeling well, and he'd been in a fight that morning. He gets in lots of fights, and mm. usually he kind of lays low for a little while after he has a fight, and then he's fine. Right. Right. Gets a little beat up, and then he's okay. Mm. Uh, but this time, he didn't really bounce back. He, he was just kind of laying there. He wasn't eating very much. He was dirty. And he would look like when you walked by him, he would look up and meow a little bit, and he wouldn't flinch when you petted him or anything. So I just thought, eh, he's just not feeling good. He'll be okay. Right. Right? Not a big deal. Then uh, the next day, it was clear uh, Saturday. A weekend of a holiday. Mm-hmm. It was clear that he was n- not getting better. And in fact, eh, his lifespan was going to be counted in hours. Well, the problem was, is he was gone all day, which was really unusual for him. And I went outside and I looked for him a couple of times and I called for him. And if I call for him, he usually comes running pretty quick. And because he doesn't want to miss anybody when they come outside. He is there when we come home right. in the car. I mean, he knows the sound of the car. He, he, knows, he knows the sound of the front door. Right. He knows the sound of the car, and he will come running from anywhere in the neighborhood that he's at to meet us at the front door. Mm-hmm. He runs up. He goes to the front door. And he waits for us to get there. Yeah, so I called him. Nothing. I, I did that several times throughout the day. Looked around the neighborhood. Did not see him. So I kind of knew something was up. Uh, and I had the girls check periodically just to look out the front window and see if he was waiting by the front door right and finally it got to be evening and one of the girls looked out and said he was out there so i was like sweet i haven't seen him all day i'm gonna go check on him it went out there and he was very ill right so you guys stayed out there for a while and then i part of what set me off and like i said i know everybody in this house thinks i'm a giant asshole about it and i'm sorry but when I was growing up, all my animals were outside animals. Every every pet I ever had 
was an outside cat or an outside dog. And most of them had short, eventful lives. You know what I mean? They didn't right. live to be old. That's the way it is when you're an animal and you live outside. Yeah. It's sad. And I don't want anybody to think I'm a heartless because I like this cat too. And I am sad that he's dead. That's not what I'm saying. But I had a stream of people coming in and out of here crying to me, asking me to do something. And there's nothing I can fucking do. Well, I know, but they they just wanted some support. They wanted to do something to feel like they were being useful. And I said, I, under, I, I told Thing too because she was hysterical. And she goes, we have to do something. I said, look, there's nothing we can do. You just he's you're just gonna have to wait it out and see what happens and i didn't say it but honestly i'm not spending hundreds of dollars to save a cat that's gonna die and this cat was gonna die well yeah Uh, i mean you could look at it and see is he's not gonna get better he's not well well i was just pretty pretty straight up with her I explained right. to her that we had just replaced a water heater. We just helped thing one get established a bit in school. And, you know, there's numerous other things that you have to pay for. Even if I had a million dollars, I'm not spending it to try to save a cat that's going to die. And I, like I said, I've seen innumerable animals, pets of mine, die from causes. You just can't fix everything. You know, and if you take here's what we think happened. We're pretty sure he got into antifreeze, right? That seems to be the the consensus was he right. got, he got poisoned from antifreeze. Once that happens, there's not much you can fucking do, and any attempt to do anything is going to cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a weekend of a holiday. Well, yeah, it was late on Saturday, yes. and the neighbor came over because she loves him too, and so we were doing kitty watch pretty much. And there's this other nasty, mean cat that kept hovering around. And I was worried that the cat was going to attack him in the night. Oh, he would. That that cat would have attacked him if we if there hadn't been somebody out there with him. Yeah. So I decided that we were going to move him into the garage. Right. Where Thing 2 could continue to take care of him because she was not leaving his side. There was no way. Right. She refused to leave him alone. Right. And so I set up a, a bed out there. So she could lay on the bed in a box for the kitty. And I actually stayed out there with her. And we were out there all night. Until about four o'clock. And the kitty finally expired. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very sad. And then I had to explain it to thing one and thing three in the morning. They were not happy. Yeah. And that was, see, this is the other part where another reason why I was not pleased by this whole thing was. I don't get a lot of weekends off. I finally had a holiday weekend off, and I immediately realized that the whole family was going to be mopey for well, two days. Well, God, I'm not sorry. No, okay, do you, okay. Here's the thing. I understand it's frustrating, that, but, but here's sometimes... this is what I'm saying. This is what I, it's not. Sometimes all I'm saying is that's why I just tried to avoid it because I I could not work myself up to be as sad as you guys were about it, and it was just irritating to know that it was that people were going to be so down during the only time I had off. Like I was thinking about taking people out to the amusement park and we're going to have fun and nothing. Now I'm very sad that the animal's dead. Don't get me wrong, but that's, it's one of the differences I think between, like I said, I had tons of pets when I was a kid and all of them died. Well, I know that, but, but think two hasn't had. No, that's, a, and that's what I'm saying. That's the difference between me and all of the rest of you. 
You yeah, had but some, they can't go through that until they go through it. You know what I'm right, saying? That, right. And that's all I'm saying is they don't realize that it's it's inevitable. Animals that live outside die. And they don't usually live to be to a ripe old age. Eventually, they get into something or something gets to them, and that's it. Well, if anything, I think it really renewed thing to... Oh, she's going to be a vet for sure now. ...sense of the fact that perhaps oh. professional people <laughs> should donate some of their time once in a while for people that don't necessarily have the money but have the desire to be helpful. Yeah, I, I mean... To be I, able to help I, an animal that right, somebody I, can't necessarily pay for. I'm not disagreeing, but in this case, no amount of money was going to save this I animal. I understand that, but I'm just saying, you know, it was when it came down to it, right? that was the issue. And if there had been some place to, to take him, regardless of how it was, even if he could have been eased from his pain a bit. Well... Because that was disturbing. And not, not to put too fine a point on it, but when you and I gro- were growing up, his pain would have been eased. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. He would have, somebody would have put him down. That's how it got handled. You we ended up trying to dig up some catnip. Trying to get him stoned. Yes. Stone him on his way out. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I think catnip is a stimulant and may not be. Yeah, but, you but know, at that point, loopy. I don't think it really would have mattered a whole lot. Looped him out. And he'd like been... if he was just a little bit loopy, he probably wouldn't have been so scared. Yeah. I mean, it is sad. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not happy that he's gone, but it was just one of those things where I realized that there's Sometimes there's a big gulf between me and my kids, and there's I can't get across it, you know? And I feel bad, because I, I know they expected more of me, and unfortunately, it just wasn't going to happen. And now they all hate me. Cut out. That's really the sad part about this, you know? Uh-huh. So, I asked you this earlier, and I, to be honest, are you getting a new animal? A no. tiny baby kitten? No. You're lying. No. New, new, new news with Kim. <laughs> you are. I miss him. <laughs> I look outside and I that's, keep expecting to see him, and he's not there. That's exactly it. I knew. I, <laughs> I'm not getting another um, cat, though. Yeah, you're wrong. Not today, but there will be. <laughs> Here's my story. A morbidly obese father has been diagnosed as too fat to work by doctors who fear his weight may cause him to fall over and crush his colleagues. Barry Fowers, 51, who weighs a life-threatening 420 pounds worked until October last year, assembling industrial power source equipment. But insurance analysts decided he was too big a risk to himself and others, and Mr. Fowers reluctantly accepted voluntary redundancy. Yeah, to be clear, the fear wasn't for his health. The fear was that he might trip and kill someone else. That his massive Yeah, bulk... how do you explain that to somebody? <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to fall and crush somebody. Sorry. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. You've become an environmental hazard just by being here. What? Yes. We're afraid you might topple over onto the, the poor Chinese lady next to you and she will be killed. I think that's weird. I mean, it's bad enough. You know, couldn't they have explained to him that obviously at 420 pounds, he's a liability. Not because he's going to hurt somebody else necessarily, but for himself, for his own safety, for well, his own health. Okay. Now, his. It's a little bit nicer to hear. This is in England, right? Okay. Yeah. And his argument was that he already had one massive heart attack. And the doctors mm-hmm. told him, if you have another one, you will die. There's really not much we're going to be able to save you. And he thought that he would be put on disability at that point. Oh, he was not? He was not. So he had to go back to work. I mean, you got to fucking work. And even though his weight is the reason why he can't mm-hmm. work, 
He's still not on disability. Well, you know, I'm pretty impressed, actually, because most people, I think, at 420 pounds would be on disability, and then they would do anything. Yeah, well, And he was still able to do something. Well, it's a job basically like what your sister does. You know what I mean? He was putting wires and shit Mm -hmm. in the power supply. Which, I mean, that's kind of a physical it's, task. Yeah, but it's not. It it's, it's mostly stamina. Upper, it's mostly upper bodies. And you're, well, you know you what I'm saying? stand there. And yeah. So I don't know. I don't get to sit, but. Maybe. I bet they got a nice pair of stools for him to sit on or something. A pair of stools? Uh, he's going to need. serious reinforcement. He's going to need one for each cheek. Uh, maybe not... more than one. <laughs> <laughs> Piano bench stools. Man, you're not nice at all. Well, I'm just saying. I'm being realistic. Yeah, he only weighs 20 pounds more than I do. Okay, they told him they were afraid he was going to fall on somebody and hurt them. I know, 20 pounds more, I'm afraid I'm going to fall on somebody else. I think the major part of that, though, is that he would have fallen, they wouldn't be able to assist him to get up. That's pretty well, realistic. that's the thing. If you, if you weigh four, okay, I don't actually weigh 400 pounds, just to be clear, I was just kidding, Kim. If you fall on somebody and you weigh 400 pounds, yeah, it's going to take several people to get you off. Mm-hmm. At best, it's going to take several people. God help you if you're if unconscious. It will take a whole team to get you off them. By the time they'll be dead, and that's not fair. Maybe not they fair. should have them work on treadmills. He would die. You're just walking. Doesn't have to be fast. I don't think he could walk at all. He's weighs 420 pounds. Well, how does he get there? Does he have a scooter that he gets to his station? He's got an anti gravity belt like the guy from Dune. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the worst image ever. <laughs> You know what? I actually saw that scene not too long ago. Uh, and, you know, at the time, you're like, that guy is ridiculously fat. I remember. And not, he's not so bad now? Not so much anymore. Wow. Hang on a second. <coughs> so anyway, yeah, apparently in England, once you reach a certain point, they're afraid to let you work around others because you might crush them. <laughs> Which is... Okay. I wonder if they, like, build that in as a clause. No, it's insurance. So eventually they just come around and fuck you. You know, they don't tell you it's going to happen. They just roll up on you one day and stick it in your butt. How embarrassing. You go home and say, you know, they're afraid I was going to fall on Beatrice. Well, not to put too fine a point on it, but you weigh 400 pounds. You're a fat ass. You have to know you're a fat ass at that point. Okay. Here's the thing. People are in denial for a long time about that. Yes, I agree. But I I think there comes a point, and I'm going to say that point is 300 pounds, when you have to say, no, this is not right. 300 pounds is as big as anybody should ever get to and and then be able to still talk themselves out of it you know what i mean but then again society fucking conspires against you because i was telling you this right today they did this study of men's genes to see to measure the waist of them right okay because men's genes are measured in inches it's not a size it's an inch these pants have a waist of 32 inches these pants have a waist of 36 inches so they took a bunch of jeans that were supposedly 36 inch waist right Mm mm-hmm the ones they got from Old Navy were 41 inches, the waist. I know, it's called vanity sizing. Guys don't need vanity sizing. We need to Apparently know. they do. Okay, but I don't think they do. I think most guys are you now Accuracy is probably better. Yes, for jeans it's definitely but better. But that's the thing. I don't know if, you know, you would you would see that 41 you go, what's wrong with these? Not if they were always that way. If you put on your 36s and you're like, well, these don't fucking fit. Clearly I'm getting fat. Mm-hmm. But if your 36s get bigger every year, then you don't know. You're Then you're like, well, my old ones must have shrunk. You know what I'm saying? It does make shopping far more difficult, which I, I mean, I guess you have to bring a tape measure now. It's dumb. Just to make sure everything's accurate. It's fucking stupid. Just tell us how big shit is. We're a whole nation of fat asses. We need to do something about it. I'm going to 
fucking just start carving pieces of myself off. You stop it. Just chunks. I'm just gonna slice them off and throw them on the ground. It's gonna be awesome. Next story. The gunman shot dead after taking hostages at Discovery Communications headquarters last week. Hated the network's shows because he believed they promoted population growth. James J. Lee, who had a history of protesting around Discovery headquarters, demanded an end to shows like 8 Plus 8 and 19 Kids and Counting in his online manifestos, the AP reports. Lee said Discovery should air programs encouraging human sterilization and infertility instead and urged it to create programming based on the writings of environmentalist author Daniel Quinn. Quinn says Lee must have misinterpreted his writings. If he could have spoken to Lee, he says, he would have told him he's giving a bad name to the ideas that he's trying to espouse. Now, I think what this guy did was wrong. I don't think there's any reason to say it wasn't wrong. But I hate these shows, too, for the exact same reasons. I hate them with a burning passion. And I hate the fact that Discovery Channel lets itself stoop to that fucking level. I agree. It's They're rather sensationalist. I don't think the average person, the average family, that would be, I, I could say, blessed, if you want, with multiples, often don't have the same opportunities that you're seeing on television. So it's unrealistic. So people might say, wow, it would be really cool to have quintuplets. Yeah, it's not. No, not, it's not, not really. It's not. You're going to get kids that are fucked up. You get one or two of them out of that five is going to be jacked up. You know why? How many tits does a human woman have, Kim? Well, on average, two. Two. You have two tits. You know how many kids that means you should have? No more than two. No more than two. You have a tit for each of them. Even two is pushing it. You're supposed to do one a at a fucking time. One at a fucking time. Now, his method of protest was probably a bit right. ill-advised. I, I like, think... you're going to be able to strong arm and bully somebody into changing the lineup. What are they going to do, temporarily? Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll take those off the air. Thanks. Yeah, I, I he, he was fucked up and crazy. I, I don't think there's any well, dispute yeah. about that. But I, I do question the wisdom of putting these shows on the fucking air. A, it shows a completely distorted and weird-ass view of the world. Most of you that decide you're going to have eight kids are going to live in abject poverty for the rest of your fucking lives. Awesome. Nice work. You're not going to get to go on family-sponsored vacations to Club Med and all around the fucking world, because guess what? Your name's not Kate Goslin, idiot cunt of the year. Stop Sorry. it. No, I hate her. I hate her. She's the start of all the evil in the world. She, cut it out. I'm pretty sure she's the Antichrist. She is not. Yeah, you know why she cut her hair like that? Because she kept forming sixes in the back of her head. So I'm going to cut that shit short. I'm going to get a weave now. Get some fucking extensions and bleach that shit so you can't see the sixes and the horns poking up. Well, I I, do think, though, that, you know, like, especially the 19 kids in county. I mean, we talked about it before. I personally think that it's rather irresponsible. They're they're batshit insane. And here's the thing. God gave you one kid that was fucked up. You want to try for two? Go ahead. Roll the dice again. You're old. Your eggs are rotten. And you're fucking rolling the dice with your kids' lives. That's the thing that irritates me. Every time you have a kid, there's a chance something will go not right. And one of the mom will die. The kid will be born fucked up. The kid will die. You know what I'm saying? Pregnancy is not a routine thing. It's stressful for everybody. And it has the potential for disaster. When you get to be old, it just goes hard. Like right now, if you got pregnant right now, I guarantee you'd have a six leg spider baby. with Cut it out. Yeah, but you want that. You've been begging for that. Here's the other problem. It wouldn't have a brain. It would be a pinhead. Stop. And I don't want that. So we're not having any more babies. 
because I checked the expiration date on your eggs, and they say, done. We're past due. Okay, so my question is, after this type of fiasco, do you think Discovery would actually go back and go, you know, maybe he's got a bit of a point. Fuck no. no maybe no. we could go back to some of the higher quality programming no. that we started out with. Nope. We're going to do another show. Aren't they doing another one? With more fucking kids? There's another show coming with more fucking kids. I, I don't know. I think it's called I Had 18 Siamese Twins. There's, it's going to be I Had Human Centipede Baby. That'll be the next one. Six little kids, ass nice. to mouth. It's ridiculous. Make it stop. But I remember, we, we used to watch Discovery Channel all the time. They had cool medical shows on there. Mm-hmm. They did the fucking real life emergency room shit all the time. That's some good shit. Now nah, it's all just fucking bullshit. I hate it. At least that show with the family with the, the the little people is going off the air. That show annoyed me. Because the dad was a dick. He was getting pulled over for drunk driving and shit all the time. Mm, yeah. He was a dick. You're a fucking dick. I understand that life is hard to you, and you got the fucking bum legs out of dice, but Cut come on. He did. It's a genetic lottery. You lost, but it doesn't give you an excuse to be a dick all the time. Man. No. All right, here's my last story. The pumpkin farm? That's not a way. That's not real. Stop. What? It's, it's dumb. Pumpkins are real. Three-dimensional. You, you, really think if real they were, you really think if they weren't on TV that they would have well, a success? No, there would not be a successful pumpkin farm. I also didn't like that show because there was like one dude on that farm that did any work and they were all bitching at him. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, he was the manager. Yeah, and they were like, he was like, can I get some That's help? That's what the manager does. Except for he didn't have anybody to fucking manage. It was just him down at the fucking barn doing all the work. And then every once in a while, Stunty would roll down the hill and go, Oh, hey, my what are you, God. I, you didn't paint these pumpkins the exact color of orange. I just stuffed his ass in a fucking pumpkin. And people were like, what happened to him? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Are you done? Well, now, I guess. God. Wouldn't that make you mad, though? Make me Would mad. it make me mad if I got stuffed inside a pumpkin and left in the field? Yes. If you were my, if you were doing the best you could and the cheap-ass people that you worked for wouldn't give you the right help and so shit didn't get done and then they bitched at you. Fuck them. My answer. Will you out in the middle of the field like the kid on babies? Okay. Let's talk about this for one second. We watched babies, and I was told that this was a G rated show full of fun and frivolity for the whole family. Is G rated if you don't like a mind a bunch of cocks? Is it G rated? I thought it was PG. Even if it's PG, there's cocks and tits and cunts all over this fucking Cut it out. It wasn't in a sexual way. Okay. Would you allow your kids to watch it? Well, I, no. I warned them about it. Every 45 they seconds. Chose not to. Every 45 seconds, there's a tit on there. And well, that's true. And then every time they change the channel, there's a little boy pee-pee flailing around in the wind. Well, that's true, too. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily appropriate for all families. It was tits and cocks all the fucking show. Now, I understand you're saying it's not sexual. It's still tits and penises. Right? It, that's true. Okay, that's all I'm, I'm saying. not denying it. You need to be warned. It's funny. And I liked it. But I felt that the tits and penises were gratuitous. Let me put it that way. I really did feel it was gratuitous. There was only one Yeah, there was one time where I thought it was, but the rest of it, it was like, there were babies. There's only one scene in that whole show where you had to show the nipple, and that's when the mom was cleaning. Did you know in Mongolia, they cleaned the baby's face by squirting milk on it and then wiping it off? It worked. No, it doesn't work. It's sticky, though. It doesn't work. I've had tit juice all over me because somebody that I lived with had 10-gallon tits and in the middle of the night, would decide that the bed needed to be sprayed down nice and good. And it's Why? sticky and gross. 
to wake up to that, is it not? It is. Would you like to wipe your face with sugary milk? No. Sugar water, it makes the best exfoliant. No, it's nasty. Also, I will say this. Kids in Mongolia, apparently their life is one of abuse. The, other, the, the kid in Africa, I thought, had a pretty good life. The kid in, in Japan, obviously, had a pretty good life. The kid in America was okay. The parents were a little too granola for me, but whatever. But that kid in Mongolia, his brother beating him in the head, his mom smacking him he around. He was tied to the bed. I found that more disturbing <laughs> gets, than anything. He gets tied up in the day so people can go work in the fields. Roosters come in and peck at him while he's a baby. Come on, that's not nice. They leave him with the cows. Come on, man. I did like in Africa, though, how uh, apparently other kids, other toddlers just walk up and start trying to sneak some Ted action off your mom. It happens here, too. Really? You're like, you're a lot, you hold a, a baby times, and it's hungry or whatever. It's just going for it. Yeah. And a lot of times it's you're sitting at the park is. with your tits out and some kid just well, walks no. up and grabs it and starts trying to suck on it. You know it. what I mean, though? It doesn't really happen. And then they were fighting. That was the best. <laughs> Get off my mom's tit, buddy. I'll crack your head. It's all universal, isn't it? That's my mom. Yeah. Get it was, away. It was pretty it was pretty good. You it was funny for parents. I don't really see any reason for kids to watch it because I don't think they're gonna get that much yeah, out of it. I, I agree. But as a parent, it's kind of interesting. That Mongolian chick was stronger than you. She was the toughest. I agree. She's tough. All right. Again, Discovery Channel, knock it off. You're inspiring terrorists. That's not nice. Next story. The University of Baltimore is offering a new class on the undead. The course is being taught by Arnold Bloomberg, the author of a book on zombie movies, Zombie Mania, and the curator of Jeppy's Entertainment Museum, which focuses on American pop culture. Students taking English 333 will watch 16 classic zombie films and read zombie comics. As an alternative to a final research paper, they may write scripts or draw storyboards for their ideal zombie flicks. This is why we are doomed as a country. I have no problem with teachers as part of an English class saying, let's look at some popular fiction. I think that is one area of English instruction that is sorely lacking, right? I mean, thing one, sure. thing one was talking about, she's like, my modern American lit is full of shit from 1920. Right. That's not. Yeah, I hated that too. I <laughs> okay. had the same complaint. It's bullshit. I totally agree. I think the the lack of study of modern authors is a, a serious lack. But I don't think you get to have a three level English course, a three hundred level English course. Mm-hmm. You've already. That's not for beginners. That's not a class for noobs. And you're you're reading fucking comic books, and, and zombie comic books. Let, let me be clear. There's only one zombie comic book that's worth reading, and that's Walking Dead. And I will admit, it is it is a fantastic book and a work of art. But most zombie stuff is just shit. Yeah, but don't you think it would open up the conversation between what is good writing and what is not? Yeah, here it is. This book is good. The All of these other books are shit. Well, I'm just saying there's a, yeah. a definite contrast there. And, you know, I kind of have a, a different stance on it, I guess, as one who did take classes that I absolutely hated and pretty much did the assignments, did the reading grudgingly. Got very little out of the class. Took it because it was a requirement. Uh, the opportunity to have something that was exciting. Something that was different. Something that you could learn from in an in innovative way. I don't really see a whole lot wrong with it. 
I'm just saying, I mean, it, it, you might think at first, well, maybe it's a throwaway class and it has, it's, you know, the, it's the equivalent of underwater basket weaving. It's your easy A. It's it, okay. You show up, you do the reading, you're good as gold, right? It, Draw a few pictures and you're it's done. Gonna, it's but gonna I'm guessing it's probably more than that. I'm guessing it's not because it's owned by the it's run by the owner of Jeppy's fucking amusement park of comic books and horror shows. I know, but that you're you're making an assumption that that has no value. It, I I am an enormous horror zombie movie book film freak. Mm-hmm. I love all this shit, but I know that it is shit for ninety nine percent of it is shit. Even the original Night of the Living Dead and or not Night of the Living Dead. The original yeah, it was Night of the Living Dead. The original Romero movies, when you watch them now, they're poop. But don't you think that it might be interesting to see the growth of the zombie mythos from the beginning to modern interpretations? Maybe. I think it would be. I think it would be something that you wouldn't normally get into. To me, it's a one-week section of your modern American lit course. It's not its own fucking class. It's not. And it's the reason why we're we're graduating kids that are going to know all about zombies and they still can't write a fucking sentence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying that I think it's good that colleges think a little bit outside the box and try to think of ways to be relevant and to reach an audience they might not normally get. You might have more okay. students that will take that class that wouldn't normally take a higher level of it, of English. Okay. You realize that schools are also teaching, like, high-level courses on The Sopranos and shit, too, right? Well, I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying. I think it's the positive side of it. I'm just saying all this shit can be lumped together. You don't need a fucking zombie class. It's dumb. It's dumb, 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 dumb. You won't change my mind. I don't want to hear it. But I do think it would be interesting to do a modern American lit class that actually had modern American lit. Because I... I think there's a whole generation of writers. I, I know. I mean, I didn't go to college. So mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of stuff I missed out on in lit classes, right? Right. On the other hand, I also know I wasn't forced to read a bunch of shit that has no relevance to what I want to do. Well, here's the thing, too. A lot of the times you read some of the classic books or you read some of the, you know, the works from the 1920s or whatever. And a lot of times... The significance goes right over your head because, yeah. unfortunately, the language used, the writing styles are not something right. that is terribly conducive to grabbing your attention and holding it, especially in this day and age where you're like instant gratification. Let's move on with the story. Right. right. What are you really getting out of that? Yeah, you read it. What does it mean to you? Nothing. I did right. it. I had to do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, this is a way I, to reach an audience that you might not yeah, normally get. Maybe. Maybe. I just think colleges should focus more on the the art and the craft of writing and less on the art and craft of reading. Because to me, that's the problem, right? You're making people read a bunch of shit, but they aren't actually doing anything of use on their own. And I know for a fact, as I'm a published author and I have talked to many English majors, they don't learn shit about how to actually write and deliver a manuscript. You know what I mean? Right, well, you don't have classes on manuscript that's what, writing. But that's you have what to I'm read saying. Books like absolute math. Right, that's that's what I'm saying. While you're dumbass, not you, but while your dumbass English major is out reading zombie books, in this case, some of us are actually writing our own books and selling them. And when they get out, they're going to be going like this. Nobody taught me how to do anything. Or by the same token, you have somebody that was not interested in it 
whatsoever gets their interest sparked and now suddenly they pen the best zombie novel ever or which you would totally love they pen a book on how to fuck zombies and get superpowers from well, it that and too. that that ruins my fucking book shit i mean again. of course there's yes opposite ends of the spectrum ruined what discussing ruined so you know what they say the next big uh, genre is gonna be now that vampire romance is finally fucking dying out thank god i don't i don't know amish romance I don't buy it. Apparently, and I think you can kind of see the appeal of this too. And I, I think what's actually going to happen is more of a return of gothic romance, right? Because they like the concept. Girls not like this concept of the super chaste being pursued, but not in a threatening fashion. You know what I mean? Because you have not you in have, the predatorial sense. Correct. You have you have being wooed. You mean? Yes, and there's very specific rules, right? You and nobody's going to break them. There's a definite safety net, right? When you're right, reading, no roofies. Yeah, when you're reading mm -hmm. your Amish story, nobody's going to try to put it in your butt, right? You know, it's just you're eventually just going to get married, and you won't even see the sex at all in the book because you just get married, and then we're done. You know that they're gonna fuck, but there's no discussion of it. Move along. I think it's I think it's an odd trend. It is odd. And it annoys me because it's, again, girls ruin everything. Cut it out. <laughs> Every new genre trend that comes along, I look at it and go, why? Why, why is there so much shit? Why, why is there so much shit? And why don't chicks get some sense and stop buying the shit? Stop buying it. Buy good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and that's the part that blows me away. There's good books out there. You guys just aren't buying them. Oh, Machete. I gotta see that. Reeves talking about Machete. Would you go see Machete with me? No. Then why not? Yeah, I'd pipe that twice in there. How could you not go see it? No. This movie... It's not for me. You yourself <laughs> said that. I will agree with you this time. I take your word for it. Good. But I can go see it? You're not gonna get all pissed I if I go care. see it? I don't care. Just leave me out of it and don't talk about it when you come back. Oh, I gotta talk about it. No. Leave me out. Everybody's got body doubles in it, though. That's the big scandal. John. People big were, shocker. I, I was kind of shocked that Lindsay Lohan wasn't actually naked. Because it's not like she wouldn't get naked for a buck fifty at this point in her career. You know what I mean? Robert Rodriguez would go, I'm going to pay you ten bucks to be in this movie. Just take your shirt off. No, I need a body double. What the hell? But all I can say is to see the uncle from Spy Kids chopping people up with a machete, it's going to be worth it. And he puts a Gatling gun on a, on a motorcycle and holy shit. Holy shit. It's going to be awesome. All right, you got any other stories over there? I do not. Good. I can tell that you're about to start getting pissy about stuff. They don't call us. We're going to call us. They can call our Google line 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Going the distance. Uh, my listeners oftentimes tell me about shows that I just don't really care about. Dexter in two weeks. If you listen to the show, I fully expect that you will be watching Dexter. If you have to steal cable from your neighbor's house, go ahead. Watch Dexter. This will be the season that blows your fucking mind. And if you haven't started watching Dexter yet, you better get on the fucking Netflix and get all four seasons and start three seasons and start watching that shit now. Because you don't want to you don't want to come into this one cold. Right. That's you, true. You do not want to come into the season of Dexter without seeing the earlier ones. 
fucking blow your mind. Don't forget, you can do Subly Reddit Convo for some podcast alley. Buy some shit from Amazon through our link. Tell us that you love us. Show me pictures of your boobs. Some of your own machete remakes. All right, Kim. We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing Two. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing Three signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet? Vote for us at podcastalley.com. Thank mm-hmm. you.